You're at the Over or Under Show. I'm your host, Ed Henderson. And man, it's a crazy world we live in. It has no shortages of rabbit holes. I'm not scared of rabbit holes. If you're not scared of rabbit holes, this show is for you. Let's see if we can jump in one and make our way back to the top. Well, good day. It is June 17, 2022. You're on Over and Under, and I'm your host, Edward Henderson. Thank you so much for streaming the podcast. If this is your first time, this is what we call Friday Ramblings, Rambling Fridays. And it's, um, I guess it's not as informal. I don't take one topic and really try to dig into it real deep, trying to get you some really good resources that you can look into if you want to go any further in the topic matter. Back it up with some stats, some facts. And this is more, I consider it laid back, where I just share with you, I don't know, quotes from famous men. Maybe it's a book that I've read. Maybe it's a current event, how it affected me, my thoughts on it. So that's what we're going to do today. I think I'm going to start off with uh, censorship and free speech because just recently, uh, Facebook, I, I don't know what you call it, they censored me. They sent me a notice, warned me that if I continue to spread misinformation, they will put me down further on the news feed. I guess that is so I will have less access to people so I cannot mislead them. But let me uh, let me share with you first in that I used to be on Facebook and got off of it because they kept censoring me. They would say that I was putting out misinformation. They would send out vague responses like needs more context, taken out of context, but something's been altered. And I would go back and look at it, and I could not see that. I, I just have a different point of view. As most conservative people that are in middle America, they're going to differ a lot with the far left. And Facebook and Twitter especially seem to really gravitate and support leftist ideology and not so friendly to anybody who has a point of view that is centrist or leans even worse to the right. They're, they're really hard on people on the right. But, you know, there were things when I was on Facebook the first time that they were of a conservative view. And I, I kind of, when I would send it out, I would think this might be coming back with something on it. But I was really shocked by this one. Let me see if I can describe to you exactly what it was they were censoring. So this is a photo. I didn't even originate it. It's something that I reposted because it's a joke. It was so funny. It is a restaurant marquee. It's on the main drag of a main highway, it looks like. But on this marquee, this restaurant marquee, it says, Silver Alert, 79-year-old white male wandering around D.C. and thinks he's a president. That is very funny. And so they send me a, a notice. And it says that um, independent fact checkers say the photo or image has been edited in a way that could mislead people, but not because it was shown out of context. So why are you contacting me? It's an obvious joke. You would have to be an absolute dumbass to understand that that post is anything else than a joke. And if you do, you've got some serious problems. But that's where we're at in 2022. And I would say arguably... Facebook and Twitter are the biggest social platforms you can have. They are they are now replacing the town square. So if they shut certain points of view out, you really only are going to get one side of the story. And I think the reason they censored me is because that comment, although it doesn't mention him, it's kind of hard to escape the fact when they make the reference that he thinks that he's a president and giving the 
The reduced mental capacity that Joe Biden has been displaying, obviously, it is about Joe Biden. And that's why it was censored. You said something negative about the left's president, their leader, and he's everybody's president. For God's sake, when did we when could we not make fun of American presidents? They have ever since I have been uh, on this earth. But there's something different going on. It's because that joke, although it was obviously a joke, like most good jokes, it has some truth intertwined in it, does it not? Because anybody can see the diminished mental capacity of Joe Biden. And on top of that, his diminished physical capacity. It doesn't look good to us, and it definitely does not look good to leaders of the world, especially those that would do harm to us or other people such as Putin himself. He can see the same news feeds that we do. And it's very discouraging to see Joe Biden week in and week out with just increasing diminished mental capacity. But yeah, Facebook has upped his level of censorship even more than they had the first time when I was on Facebook. But, you know, it's one thing when Facebook and Twitter start censoring people. It's quite another when the federal government does it. What was it? Just a couple months ago, Joe tried to instill a information or disinformation czar in Homeland Security. So that fell through. And I'm kind of glad because to put it up in Homeland Security, they may even go as far as when you don't agree with their narrative of a story. You know, they might deem you some kind of threat to Homeland Security. And all of a sudden you go to some type of a work camp. And that's what a dictator does. Any, any, any authoritarian, totalitarianism, government, one of the first things to do is what Hitler did, is what Stalin did, is what Mao Zedong did. Well, Mao Zedong would actually do exactly what I just told you. If you did not agree with what the state was putting out, they would send you off to a labor camp where you would either die or I don't know if there was any chance for conversion, but it would not be a very good experience. But let's take a look at this information czar that Biden put in place. You know, she resigned sometime afterwards. And I, I think she had to resign because the her biases and her, well, her misinformation that she put out became just too much of a baggage for her. And so she resigned from it. But Jankowitz pushed the false information about the Steele dossier and the whole Russian collusion thing, called the Hunter laptop misinformation, calling it an absolute fairy tale. And then there's videos of her praising Elizabeth Warren, who for years misled the public and employers concerning her ethnicity. She falsely culturally appropriated the identity of an American Indian. Uh, she also tweeted in 2016 that if Trump was elected, it would embolden ISIS. And she uh, also totally dismissed the possibility of that bat virus could have ever possibly originated in the Wuhan laboratory. So it really is a matter is if we make her the fact checker of the whole nation, who's going to fact check her? Because she has a very checkered history of being very wrong about a lot of issues. But just again, just the fact that a sitting U.S. president would instill somebody over the rest of the citizenry to suppress their free speech is well, it's unforgivable. It's, it's almost hard to believe that any president would do that. According to WND News Center, the reporter was Art Moore. He goes on to say Jankowitz was the overseer of Russia and Belarus programs 
at the Democratic Institute, a Washington nonprofit. She advised the Ukrainian Foreign Ministry on disinformation and strategic communications. She serves on the Board of Trustees for the Eurasia Foundation and is a global fellow at the Woodrow Wilson International Center. And just think about that. She was overseer of the Russia and Belarus programs at the National Democratic Institute at Washington. And the fact that she is a fellow of the Woodrow Wilson International Center, which Woodrow Wilson was somebody else who really tried to control stories and information and arguably one of the biggest bigoted racist presidents we've ever had in the history of our country. So much so that the University of Princeton is going out of their way to remove his name off of everything that they can. He was a president at that university and uh, his uh, history of racism is so disdainful they are trying to cut all ties with that name Woodrow Wilson. So why do you think, why do you think Joe Biden in general, the Democrats support the suppression of free speech? Why would they do that? And why would they want to install a czar over top of that to monitor what the citizenry says or what they think about their opinions? Well, I think in short, it's because they have a real problem with our founding documents and the laws of this land. How can you confuse Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof or abridging the freedom of speech or of the press or the right of the people to peaceably to assemble and to petition the government for redress of grievances? That That's your First Amendment rights. It is the first right that is mentioned in the Bill of Rights. And you did, I don't know, I guess it just absolutely pisses the Democrats off that the Founding Fathers put that in there because they so badly want to control narratives and speeches and groupthink. Can you imagine how discouraging it must sound to Joe Biden and the Democrats when they hear words out of our Declaration of Independence? Let me read this for you. You're familiar with it, but it doesn't hurt to go over. It's beautifully written. It's a great document, by the way. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, that to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, deriving their just power from the consent of the governed, that whenever any form of government becomes destructive of these ends, it is the right of the people to alter or abolish it and to institute a new government. So something that really just jumps out to me is when they said that these rights emanate from your creator. You're endowed by your creator. Your rights do not come from Joe Biden. They do not come from Kapala Harris. They do not come from Nancy Pelosi. They do not come from Donald Trump. These, this is set in stone. This is in our founding documents. And so Joe Biden can continue to try to suppress the speech of the people of this country, but it's going to go to, I don't think it's going to have to go to the Supreme Court, but if it goes to the Supreme Court, this is where we're going to end up. And you say, so what do we do about lies? Well, we have legal mechanisms for that too. If somebody slanders you, hurts you in a way because they passed a lie, you can take them to court. You can sue them, but you cannot suppress the free speech of the citizens of this country. And they know all this stuff. is not, they, it's, it's embarrassing when they push things such as the Russian collusion. They took, what, a couple of years? They spent millions of dollars. And at the end of it, 
we have come to find out that it was an absolute lie. We know this from Mueller. We know this from Attorney General Barr. We know this from the recent Durham report. That has been thoroughly monkey stomped into the ground. And what's disturbing is that they knew this all along. They knew it was a lie. The Hillary Clinton campaign knew it was a lie when they took it to the FBI. There were people in the FBI saying that it was problematic because of the, where it was sourced out. And that has only been substantiated by every rep report and every investigation that has followed. It has been an absolute lie. So Biden absolutely failed with his information czar Jankowitz again because she was found to be spreading misinformation herself. Now he has now appointed Kamala Harris to take over that uh, that important job of suppressing the free speech of the uh, average citizen. He's taking a little bit different tack. I'm, I can't quite figure out, but this is the statement from the White House in quotation. In the United States and around the world, women LB, LGBTQIA plus political leaders, public figures, activists, and journalists are especially targeted by sexualized forms of online harassment and abuse, undermining their ability to exercise their human rights and participate in democracy, governance, and civic life. End of quotation. Yeah, it's uh, it just looks like a different strategy at first glance, and I'm going to have to let that marinate for a little bit. Maybe I'll have more to say on that. But it looks like they're hiding behind the LGBTQIA plus community and their political leaders. So they're trying to make it about a protected class. But then they go on to really specify who in that community. And that's going to be political leaders, public figures, activists and journalists. You know, I hate to tell Biden and Kamala, there are actually people in the LGBT. QIA. I can't talk about all the different alpha characters because I don't even know what all those mean. I can tell you that in the gay community, there are self-identified conservative gay people, and they do not agree with all these policies. So I don't know. You might be in another quagmire. It might be another one of those things where you created much more of a problem than the thing you were trying to address. So Kamala is going to be heading that up now to see about what political speech is acceptable and what political speech is not acceptable. Let's only hope that she has the same level of success that she did with securing our southern border. You know, another thought that just popped into my head, and I'd like to say it. I think I said this in another podcast, but you can't say it enough. Anytime you're looking and talking with a Democratic leader, they always refer to our government as a democracy. We are not a democracy, people. We are a constitutional republic. That constitution secures your rights as an individual. Yeah, if you live in a democracy, everything is always going to be to the whim of the mob, to the majority. But no, 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 no. In our constitution, especially in the Bill of Rights, it talks about the individual rights that you have that are not up for a majority vote. And you really ought to thank God that you live in a country like this, you ought to thank God that our founding fathers put little checks and balances in place to make sure that one part of that government could not run ramshod over you. Because ultimately what it means is your subjugation. It means an infringement on your rights. So they went out of their way to set up a power structure that hopefully 
would check one another. It's why you hear the Democrats wanting to fill the Supreme Court up, just making it absolutely impotent. So it's also another reason you hear people wanting to do away with the Electoral College, because they want to have maybe three or four cities decide an entire election for the uh, president of the United States of America, when you have different parts of the country that have different interests and different needs, they set it up very much in a way to where they would have a voice. And you should like that. You should support that. Just be very careful about the kinds of government and the kind of people that you put in place that would vote down those founding documents that they not only secure other people's rights, they secure your rights. Anytime that you see the power of the majority being used against the minority, you should stop to think about what if it's me, what if it's my cause, or worse yet, what if it's because of your race or your political affiliation. You ought to thank God that we have these protective structures in place. Yeah, I really don't care how well-intentioned Joe Biden or Kamala Harris is in wanting to suppress or monitor the speech of the citizens, it's evil. At its core, it's evil. And Republicans and Democrats ought to join and denounce it. Okay, I guess that's enough of me going off about my butt hurt about being censored by Facebook. Um, I don't know. Let's, uh, let me share some quotes from three great Republicans, people that I respect. And I'm going to start with uh, Frederick Douglass. Listen to this. It's pretty cool. If there is no struggle, there is no progress. Those who profess to favor freedom and yet depreciate agitation are men who want crops without plowing up the ground. They want rain without thunder and lightning. They want the ocean without the awful roar of its many waters. This struggle may be a moral one, or it may be a physical one, or it may be both moral and physical, but it must be a struggle. Power concedes nothing without a demand. It never did, and it never will. Really like that last closing part of that little quotation. Power concedes nothing without a demand, and it never did, and it never will. Just a reflection on your free speech. Don't let them take it away, people. Stand up for your rights. There's been a lot of blood that's been spelt to give you that right. The right to speak your mind, be heard. It is truly the essence and the hallmark of a free society to be able to do so. And you live in one of the more freer countries. You know, you think about countries like Australia. I remember seeing the, the, the police officer sent into a woman's house. She was arrested because she had a differing, differing opinion about COVID. It was different than the state's take on it. And they arrested her in front of her children. Now, Come on, people. Dr. Fauci could not even be consistent from day to day. And so this is a mother, and she has every right to make calls for herself and her family. They arrested her. This is Australia. I always kind of thought that Australia was a free democratic And then again, you got that word democracy. What they need is a constitutional republic like we have so that the individual rights is actually protected. But anyhow... And here is the great American president, Ronald Reagan. You cannot bring prosperity by discouraging thrift. You cannot help small men by tearing down big men. You cannot strengthen the weak by weakening the strong. You cannot lift the wage earner by pulling down the wage payer. You cannot help the poor man by destroying the rich. You cannot keep out trouble by spending more than your income. 
You cannot further brotherhood of men by inciting class hatred. You cannot establish security on borrowed money. You cannot build character and courage by taking away man's initiative and independence. You cannot help men permanently by doing for them what they should and could do for themselves. That almost sounds like it should be in the Bible somewhere. I guess it's just good words to live by, right? You know, one of the things that kind of stood out to me, because it's just where we're at right now, and at a time when you would think that we would be a very united country, we've come through a, an incredible history of civil war, civil rights, and you would just think that we'd be in a, a united class of people, at least respectful and tolerant of one another. And we have never, ever been more divided than we are right now by class, by politics, by race. And my God, every day they, they invent a new class or a new faction of people to go at war with everybody else. But when he says you cannot further brotherhood of men by inciting class hatred. Now, I don't know what Reagan was talking about. I'm gonna, I'm going to say that has to do with where you are in the socioeconomic class. And you know, recently with Elon Musk who used to be a darling of the left, he's going to make electric cars, he's going to make the world better. But then he came up with that horrible, insane idea that everybody should have free speech. Well, that is something that the left is attacking right now. They want to save the world. They want to destroy your rights. And as soon as they found out that Elon Musk was a lover of freedom and liberty, maybe the reason why he lives here today and runs a multi-billion dollar company, maybe that's why they... Uh, why they hate him now, but uh, man, they have really in a very short order in a very short amount of time developed quite a hatred for Elon Musk, and, which is crazy because he spent what, 14, 15 billion dollars? What last year he spent more money in taxes than most taxpayers. God, you could probably find towns of taxpayers who will never pay that much money in taxes their entire life. And that's not even taking into consideration all the money generated from his businesses the taxes that are paid by those businesses, and the people who work for him that are gainfully employed and they pay taxes also. So the amount of money that comes from Elon Musk being in the United States is, is incredible. It's, it's hard to put your... And then Jeff Bezos, too. I'm no friend of Jeff Bezos, but my gosh, he has built an incredible company. He employs a lot of people, and we ought to be very thankful for these people who create jobs and create wealth rather than people like Joe Biden and the Democrats who just print money at, at whim, which depreciates your money so much. It's one of the reasons why your dollars don't go nowhere today. And, you know, everybody's trying to blame Putin. And let me just say this. I'm sick and tired of Biden blaming everything on Putin. For God's sake, if Putin is making all those calls for the United States, can we not direct Biden's paycheck to Putin? I mean, Jesus. He said uh, just recently that, the inflation that we're experiencing in our country today is a tax that was placed on us. Have you ever heard a U.S. president ever allow another foreign leader put a tax on us? But that's what Biden's implying. Again, if uh, Putin is running the show over here in the United States of America, the very least we could do is pay him appropriately. I think they make, what, $500,000 a year. We ought to be sending that check because Biden is just acting like he's some type of innocent bystander. That's not why we put him in that position to say, oh, my, my, look at look at how uh, things are getting out of whack. Look at how 
We can't even get basic staples on our grocery stores. He's turning us into a third world country. Okay, enough uh, by and I'm going to finish up with a quote from Abraham Lincoln. Let not him who is houseless pull down the house of another, but let him work diligently and build one for himself. Thus, by example, assuring that his own shall be safe from violence when built. Again, I think that's pretty much in line with what Reagan said in those uh, statements that I was quoting before. I mean, to villainize people because they're successful. That, that didn't take money out of your pocket. I can give you a lot of examples of people who do not produce anything that cost you a great deal of money. A lot of the resources of any municipality and city is usually directed at your homeless, at uh, people who are unemployed. And I know people are unemployed for different reasons, but man, some people really abuse that privilege, safety net, if you will. And it really gets perverse when the government will pay you more money to stay at home than go get a job. It's really playing havoc on our economy. People can't find people to work. And they're offering them fair wages, but if somebody is sitting at home and they're not having to work, and they're making maybe not quite as much as they would to work, but enough to get buying and give them what they need, they're going to be a lot less motivated to go work. I mean, it's, it's just a failure to recognize the... I don't know the nature of people. Why would you go to work if there's just going to be a check in the mail come to you and you don't have to put out anything for it? I mean, it's money for nothing, right? God, what is that a song by Dire Straits? Money for nothing, chicks for free. Already starting to uh, get some really good feedback from my last podcast, the uh, January 6th hearings or the, what I think I, I referred to it as a Netflix mini documentary. I think that's a better Better describes it. I think it's going to do very well on Netflix when they uh, start start putting out there for the public consumption. But, you know, the more that I think about January 6th, and I can't even tell you, if you knew my love of history in this country, it does, it breaks my heart that people went into the Capitol like that. You know, you might not agree with the election. And I have, I have questions. I have questions about the vote. But the government was going forth, and we had representatives on that floor who were bringing up the concerns of that crowd, of which many of them, I would probably agree on many of the same political agendas that they do. Where I draw the line is we do have a functioning government, and whether you like it or not, that was uh, being carried out. So I, I do, uh, I, in the same breath, I tell you I have a lot of compassion for a lot of those people because some of them are military, some of them are ex-police officers, people who otherwise look like they have lived a very law-abiding life. So, yeah, I do have some kind of compassion on them, but they're going to have to pay the price for that. It looks like up to this point, they've got less than 20 people that are charged with the most serious crime, and that is the... Uh, conspiracy to commit sedition. So it's been a year and a half since January 6th, and it looks like they've got 20 people who they're trying to make the case against that they actually tried to interrupt that uh, proceeding, and I don't know where it's going to go from there. Were they trying to overthrow the government? It's, it's going to be a hard, uh, it's going to be a hard thing to prove, I, I think. 
You know, one thing that I do find surprising, and you've probably heard this name, Ray Epps, one of the crews or one of the groups of people that are really being looked at very closely are the Oath Keepers. And Ray Epps was a member of the Oath Keepers. Now, just about anything that you read will say former member of the Oath Keepers. There's probably a lot of former members of the Oath Keeper today. But Ray Epps is on many videos trying to urge that crowd to storm the Capitol building. You've probably seen the video. He's out there trying to urge those people to do that. And that crowd goes into a chant of fed, 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 fed. There's a really interesting, um, there's a really interesting back and forth between Ted Cruz and an FBI. You know what? I'm going to hit the pause button. I'm going to try to, I'm going to try to get that up and I'm going to let you hear that. Okay. I found this on YouTube. It is Ted Cruz talking to an assistant FBI director. So check this out. How many FBI agents or confidential informants actively participated in the events of January 6th? Sir, I'm sure you can appreciate that I can't go into the specifics of sources and methods. Uh, Did any FBI agents or confidential informants actively participate in the events of January 6th? Yes or no? Sir, I can't, I can't answer that. Did any FBI agents or confidential informants commit crimes of violence on January 6th? I can't answer that, sir. Did any FBI agents or FBI informants actively encourage and incite crimes of violence on January 6th? Can't answer that. Ms. Sadburn, who is Ray Epps? I'm aware of the individual, sir. Uh, I don't have the specific background to him. Well, there are a lot well, of people who are understandably concerned, about, concerned Mr. about Mr. Epps. On the night of January 5th, 2021, Epps wandered around the crowd that had gathered And there's video out there of him chanting, tomorrow, we need to get into the Capitol, into the Capitol. This was strange behavior, so strange that the crowd began chanting, fed, 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 fed. Ms. Sandburn, was Ray Epps a fed? Sir, I cannot answer that question. The next day. The next day. On January 6th, Mr. Epps is seen whispering to a person, and five seconds later, five seconds after he's whispering to a person, that same person begins to forcibly tear down the barricades. Did Mr. Epps urge them to tear down the barricades? Sir, similar to the other answers, I cannot answer that. Shortly thereafter, the FBI put out a public post listing, seeking information on individuals connected with violent crimes on January 6th. Among those individuals in the bottom there is Mr. Epps. The FBI publicly asked for information, identifying, offering cash rewards leading to information, leading for information leading to the arrest. This was posted and then sometime later, magically, Mr. Epps disappeared from the public posting. According to public records, Mr. Epps has not been charged with anything. No one's explained why a person videoed urging people to go to the Capitol, a person whose conduct was so suspect the crowd believed he was a Fed would magically disappear from the list of people the FBI was looking at. Ms. Sandburn, a lot of Americans are concerned that the federal government deliberately encouraged illegal and violent conduct on January 6th. My question to you, and this is, a, this is not an ordinary law enforcement question, this is a question of a public accountability. 
did federal agents or those in service of federal agent actively encourage violent and criminal conduct on January 6th? Not to my knowledge, sir. Okay, so that was the end of the video. Yeah, Ray Epps is a known Oath Keeper or former member of Oath Keeper is a way that it is put out in the news sources. And like I said, that's one of the main groups that is being looked at for this uh, conspiracy of sedition, which is looks like it's going to be the most serious charge that's going to come out of this. And under 20 people have been charged with that. So I don't know. Is this like uh, the Whitmer scandal where we found out that the biggest part of that whole plan was the FBI and just a couple, three, I don't remember the number. You can go Google and find it, but they found out there was more participation by the FBI in that planned uh, kidnapping of Governor Whitmer. Come to find out it was just an absolute hoax. The the jury just completely threw it out. I mean, it was so dirty. So is this what's going on here? I don't know. But again, it's interesting, this Ray Epps, who is seen urging people the day before to go inside the Capitol building, is not even investigated. He's a free man. He, like I said, I'll say it one more time. He's a former member of the Oath Keepers. So it looks like the FBI possibly could. And based on their past uh, activities, actions or performance, whatever you want to refer to it as, they do stuff like this. I'll, I'll just leave it right there. And you, you make up your mind about it. So that's, that's probably a good place to stop at. I think I did a good job of rambling on Rambling Fridays. Hope you can find some kind of information and there's something of value that you might want to look into a little bit more. But, you know, it was said that when Benjamin Franklin was uh, leaving the Continental Congress and we had just uh, formed our new government, a lady approached him and asked him, what kind of government do we have? And he said, a republic, if you can keep it. And I just want to stress one more time, we do not live in a democracy. And you should be so thankful that you do not. Uh, one of the best uh, examples I ever heard of a democracy is a woman and a child sitting at a table with six pedophiles. And they're getting ready to take a vote as to who's going to do what with a child. As you can imagine, in a democracy where the mob rules, that mother and that child are in danger but thank God, we have a constitutional republic, and both that mother and that child have rights that those mob, regardless of uh, what their intentions are, they're not going to run ramshot over them. So thank God that the founding fathers did leave you a uh, constitutional republic that secured the rights of the individual and not the mob. And I think, uh, I think I was a little hard on the left today, and I've got friends that I have that are on the left. I hope I still got them. I might not. But with that being said, when it comes to free speech, you ought to be loud. You ought to be loud when they're trying to take away your right to speak. Like I said, way too much blood has been spilled to give you that right. And you ought to be outraged, especially when people who know better, the president, the vice president of the United States of America, who swore to uphold the laws of this land, would start to take actions that would suppress your speech. And I'll leave you with uh, a quote from Ronald Reagan, one more. The trouble with our liberal friends is not that they are ignorant, it's just that they know so much that isn't so. And I'll leave it right there. I think it speaks for itself. Well, again, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. And if you heard anything that you like, please hit subscribe, recommend it to a friend, or forward it even better to a friend. You can do it on Facebook, Twitter, and 
I'm, I'm just grateful that you take the time to listen and tune in and the, the listenership is growing. So I'm going to call it right there. Wish you a great weekend. It looks like we're going to have some beautiful weather in this part of the country anyway. But you be safe, praying for blessings upon your house until we can get together again on Over and Under. Again, I'm Edward Henderson, and I'm out like a scout. Y'all have a good one. Bye.